few many beliefs that people hold of men's sexuality out there to think that men are not emotional when it comes to sex and that sex for men is primarily basically some non-emotional thing just an activity as though you're playing a game well even the game requires us to be emotional to feel excitement fear joy happiness and all the different emotions that come with human experiences society has been made to believe that men are only consigned about just going into a woman ejaculating and coming out and of course because of the way our biology works most men slip off immediately after sex many times because there's a serious a significant drop in our testosterone level we get to want to roll off and get a little bit detached from our partner our people automatically think that oh we are not emotionally connected we are not emotionally consigned i have said it again and again that the notion that men are moved by what they see and women are moved by what they hear is wrong if you follow or the sociological and biological research on the main mating behavior even among humans you would agree with me that men are also moved by what they see what they hear what they smell and of course what they think that we do not show our emotions we do not express emotions in the same way women do does not mean that we are less emotional does not mean that we are not emotionally connected to the sexual experiences that we have and the sexual connections that we have and the sexual activities that we partake in no do not judge one sex do not judge one gender by the rules of the other sex and by the rules of the other gender doing that is very wrong of the table and not something that will do justice to such matters of course there belong stereotypes that say that men are only just happy being the one who gets to pursue who gets to chase after women who gets to try to seduce them who Um, tries to dominate them so we get to be seen in um, a darker light or a dark sense of the father maybe we're toxic we are aggressive we are and of course there are many movements that have tried to portray that part of us but then is there every possibility that for every time a man shows aggression or for every time he gets to use force, it is because he is afraid, he senses weakness, and he thinks he's highly vulnerable? Is there any possibility that that is what makes these men appear to be aggressive, appear to be forceful, and appear not to want to take their time and go through the motions? It was several years ago, Possibly in the year 2011, I read a book that tried to explain how the sexuality of a man works versus the sexuality of a woman. In explaining it, it helps to understand a perspective and a side of it, but not the complete picture. And this is why I say so. The scenario painted in that particular book was that a man's sexuality is like a light bulb switch. So... You put it on, it comes on, and going off is also easy. You just need to switch it off, and it is off. However, according to the authors of that book, a woman's sexuality is like 
a metal, like an iron that you put through into a fireplace, heats up gradually. It takes its time to heat up. And when it is fully heated up, you could beat it to any shape. You could make it do anything that you want it to do. And when you take it out of that fireplace, when you take it out of the fire, it does not cool off immediately. It takes time to cool off. It gradually cools off. Why that to a very large extent describes how our sexuality works. Talking about our sexual responses to stimuli. It does not properly describe the emotions attached to these different activities. If you want to take it from the surface level, you will say, oh, all of the woman is involved because it takes her time to heat up. She gets a bit into whatever shape the blacksmith, who this time is a sexual partner, chooses to make her into, turn her into. And even after everything is gone, she gets to disconnect or gets to come off that excitement phase gradually. It may take you right if you look at it from that perspective and also take it to concentration, even the analogy by masters and the partner when they were talking about the four phases of sex, the excitement phase, the plateau, the orgasm, and the resolution. Where we get experience refraction. Men as I've said earlier on, get to see things, think things, process things differently from women. So although we may appear to be forceful in how we get to participate in sexual activities, in reality, it takes a longer process. I'm not be able to categorically tell you right now, but someone said that a man thinks about sex at least eight times a day. What that means for me, some have argued it's more than that. Yep. Someone has ever mentioned about it something times. Of course, I'm not a researcher in the field. What I do is to depend on the research that other people make. And I try everything to ensure that the modalities by which you arrive at your conclusions are academic and most especially balanced. Yes, that's belief and... <laughs> Of course, that idea, we all agree that generally men think about sex more than women. What that infers is that long before a man ever has sex, he has been thinking about it. In thinking about it, it means that his emotions have been lining with that thought, with those thoughts coming in to help him achieve the sexual experience. He does. I would like to ask myself, is there any particular hormone that a woman releases during sexual activity that a man doesn't release? Because attachments to people generally, whether they be our parents, friends, caregivers, or our spouses, is actually to a large extent based on the chemical reactions in our body. Like, what hormones do we release with these people around these people? It's just, for example, oxytocin, the bonding hormone, vasopressin, pheromones, and all the other different hormones that get to help us bond with people, get to help us get attached to people. During sexual activity, and most especially during orgasm, men have been discovered to release a large amount of these hormones. Sometimes 
in hundreds of thousands. So we are also very emotional. If we are not, why do women fake orgasm? Why would you fake it if it does not mean anything to him? Why will he get bored if he thinks that you are thinking about someone else or you are thinking about something else? Why would he want you to respond to his trusting in what he's doing to you? Because he wants to feel emotionally connected to you, emotionally connected beyond flesh to flesh, beyond what the penis is doing in the vagina. The size, the moors, the sounds, the graphs, all suit his emotions, all play a role in how emotionally connected he is to you. I remember reading a particular author, course, that was Maria J. If I can remember, the author of Not Always in the Mood, The New Science of Men, Sex, and Relationship. A book you may want to try out, Not Always in the Mood. The New Science of Men, Sex, and Relationship. And she studied men's sexuality for about 10 years before coming up with that book. And one of her conclusions is that most of the men she interviewed clearly pointed out that they needed emotional connection to enjoy sexual connection with people. So it was not just only about the act, but the relationship between the two people was also very key to these men. Did you know that some men actually feel sad after orgasm? Yeah, the postcoital dysphoria. Something is also stress men, of course, when they are having anxiety issues, when they are having fear issues. You literally see it in how they perform sexually. So for us as sex therapists, for example, when we are working with men who suffer from premature ejaculation or who suffer from delayed ejaculation. We usually want to see what is it that is happening in their lives. What is it that is happening between, regarding the connection between them and their spouses. What is happening with your kids. What is happening on their job and their businesses. We don't focus on their sexual activity. We focus on their mental health, on their emotional health because we realize firsthand that if men don't feel cool, if men don't feel good about themselves and about the person they are with, then they cannot have great sex. Besides, you cannot give what you don't have. So if they cannot have it great, then they have nothing to offer. Now, then we get to see how some women complain that when their man is having sex with them, it's as though he's having sex with another person. And so for them, it's usually an easy clue to know if he was cheating, if he was having an affair, if he was seeing pornography, or he was being exposed to such a temptation where he was vulnerable. Trust me, <laughs> it wasn't one plus one equals to two that these particular women using identifying and spotting this disconnect in their spouses. The signs and the symptoms, if you would allow me to say that, was the connection that they did not feel during the sexual experiences or that particular sexual experience. So trust me, it's a myth, a big myth, that men are not emotional and that also men are not emotional, more particularly when it comes to sexual activities. In reality, 
most men want and feel a much emotional connection with their partners than a simple bodily release. In fact, according to a particular website, um, Trevin Marriages, trevinmarriages.com, I can remember the statement says, um, nothing makes men feel closer to their wives than being physically which is the sex part that all of us we all know and emotionally connected. And but according to that particular um resource material, they say that about this is why um about sixty six percent of men there about rant emotional connection as a top sex need. I I think I need to say that again, that about sixty six percent of the men they walked with Right, rant emotional connection with their spouses, with their partners as a top sexual need and not just vaginal sex. Of course, sex releases bonding chemicals, the oxytocin, like I've mentioned, and vasopressin into female male brain. So it's not just only about women. As I mentioned earlier on, that there's no particular chemical that women release during sex that you may not find a man also releasing, right? And so these particular hormones help us bond. I get it. We think that men are naturally polygamous, uh, polyamorous, and we think they, they lack the capacity to bond with just a mate for life. I'd like to say that that is not necessarily biological, psychological reality, but more of a social wiring, a social conditioning. Because in reality, a man have the capacity to choose his spouse and stick to that spouse. And we have seen many men do this. We get to see many men doing this. Interestingly, today, we have find a twist. We are beginning to see many women who now want open relationships, polygamy, polygening, and we're having more men not talking about monogamous, heterosexual relationship. That may not be correct in all the different cultures, but that is correct to my immediate culture and the experiences that I get to receive and share with the people I work with in counseling or as a family lawyer. I say it again and again that, like what, someone tried to explain it better, so although I've said it again and again, since this person tried to make it easier to understand, I will go with what the person said. He said, when a man wants to understand a woman, he asks women. But when women want to understand a man, they ask fellow women. So, this is to you, who is right here. Have you talked to and with the men in your lives, with the men around you, with the men who are your friends, with the men who are in your circle, and ask them if they feel emotionally connected, if they ever get to feel emotional, and if they ever get to feel that connection with the person they were dating, with their sexual partner, and with their spouses? The reason why I want you to ask these questions is so that you can ask, you know, or there's a saying we used a lot in the past, which will be heading from the horse's mouth. So, as the men in life, there are some men who I remember it was Steve Mark who said he couldn't speak for other men, but 
he found um, sex to be very emotional for him. And if he did not feel a close emotional connection with any person, then whatsoever sexual experiences he was having with that person were always awkward and they were hollow. In reality, it takes a lot, a lot. I mean, it takes a lot for men to disconnect emotionally and have sex one night stands, um, strippers, and all of that is not necessarily so, right? And you see men getting to protect this year one partner. Who is that one partner? Why do men cheat on their wives and still not go away with the side chick or go away with the lady that they had the affair with? Why would they always want to keep their home? Why would they always want to return back home? Why would you always want to have this wife as their base? One of the reasons is simple. This is a person they're truly emotionally connected to. They're truly emotionally connected with. So men are even know to mention instead how sexual activities for them does not just only um, reflect their emotion but also transcends into their spirituality. So they get to see their spirituality, express their spirituality, assess their spirituality, and live in this reality. Like I said earlier on, if you think men are not emotional, if you meet a man out there who is not emotionally connected to his sexual partners, it's not a biological thing. It's not a gender thing. It's not something of the spaceship. It is something based on the social exposure and upbringing. So we blame community and society and not necessarily wiring. Because by wiring and how men are designed, we offer emotions. And that's just one thing we need to see clearly. Can sex be emotionless? Yes, it can. And interestingly, it can be emotionless for men as well as for women. So it is also a misconception for you to think that every time a woman has sex, her emotions also come into play. There are many commercial sex workers out there, and there are many who have had a nice stand. If you follow the principles and the rules of pair bonding, and knowing that there are also many women who have had more than five, more than ten sexual partners, you will realize that their social experiences on this particular matter has now made them desensitized and disemotional regarding things like this. So even their claimed emotional connection that we think they have by default becomes almost impossible or non-existence. So I'm talking to you today as a man and also as a person who work with other men. We are also very emotional when it comes to sexual experiences. We are also highly emotionally connected to our spouses and to our partners. So the next time you're trying to have a sexual experience with your spouse, you don't just go on thinking that it's only about how I look, how I dress, or how I sound. It also includes how I feel and how I express that feeling to him, and how I allow him freely express his deeper thoughts, his deeper emotions to me, and how I connect with that. 
How is actually what's going to make you a great partner and a great spouse? Many people have tried keeping men with just sex, keeping men with their bodies, with their looks, and they keep on wondering why this man walk away, leave them, or go for someone else. Men, too, also want people who they can just sit down with and gist. In the deepest of hearts, men also love cuddling. Without it, move into sex. However, men are not being programmed to act and behave in another way that may not be so natural to their wiring. And you know who's to blame? The culture. It is the culture, not the man. A man does not want to expose himself and be regarded as someone who is soft, who is weak, who is babyish, who is a lily. He wants to present himself as mature, bold, strong. And that's because somewhere in our subconscious, you expect that of us. You expect that from us. Go out there and check. I want you to pay attention to the pet names most women give to their husbands. Most women give to their partners. And also go out there to see these pet names that these men accept. They are all pet names that shows and reflects the emotional connection, the deep emotional connections they have with their partner. So you hear women calling a big giant my baby. That baby reflects the baby side of him. That emotional, sweet, cute, lovely baby. We use things like sweet. We use things like sugar. We use things like my love. You don't hear people say my potato or my bodyguard. How did you even hear them say my man? Yeah, they could make reference. Why make you reference saying my man? And that's because they're talking to a third party. But usually when they're talking to that man, one of the most common pet names out there is baby. And we know how much of emotions baby express. So if you call your man a baby, it means he is expressing baby-like emotions around you. That is how emotional we are that we could be so emotional that we become little babies. Here's my final words. If you want to enjoy your man and you want your man to enjoy you, pay attention to how he feels, connect to how he feels, what he thinks, what are his thoughts, what are his concerns, more than how much body you want to flaunt and what style you want to have. My name is El and I'm alright. You rock.